today on the Talent Cast, we get straight to the point. Hello, and welcome to the Talent Cast. I'm your host, James Ellis. We're here to talk about employer branding and talent acquisition, talent recruitment marketing at some fairly deep levels. We're not here to pitch books. We're not here to pitch software. This is a 100% pitch-free zone. We're here to go back to first principles and really think through what it's going to take for you to be better at employer brand and talent acquisition, for you to win the war for talent. Yes, that's a bad metaphor. Yes, people shouldn't say it. Yes, it's also my Twitter handle, so I can't help you. This will not be your standard podcast. This will be a little goofy, a little weird, a little bit of me. Hopefully, you're going to learn something from it. If you like it, please tell people. Uh, if you like it a lot, review us on iTunes and Google Play. Otherwise, you can hear, learn more about us or talk to us directly on Twitter, again, at the War for Talent, or just go to our website, thetalentcast.com. So that having been said, here's the show. We'll be right back. Hey, how you doing? James Ellis here. Uh, it is the Saturday before thing or Christmas. I almost said Thanksgiving. The coffee has kicked in. Uh, just you know, want to keep this one short. I know that uh, podcasts are probably not the tops of things that anybody cares about, especially talent podcasts, especially in the holidays. So I figured uh, we'd do a couple of short ones. Last one ran in about twenty minutes, and this one probably won't run quite so long. I want to talk about the power of uncertainty. Uncertainty is why we don't do things. Uncertainty is why we choose to do what we do. You know, the, there's the phrase, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. Why? Well, because even if this thing that you have that you hate, at least you understand it. At least it makes sense. At least you have can optimize around it or have optimized to minimize it as much as possible. However, that other thing might be amazing, but it might be worse. Or it might be the same kind of bad, but you have to restructure your entire life to kind of live with it. Uncertainty is what keeps us from doing amazing things. You have a mediocre job, you don't like your job, uncertainty is what keeps you there. Uncertainty is what forces you to say things like, well, I really don't like this job, but I really do like the people, or I really do like the commute, or I really do like the view. Uncertainty is the thing that says, I'm going to go ahead and find something vaguely pleasant about the current situation and latch onto it. Yes, I could absolutely find a better job someplace else, but maybe the coffee in is, isn't as good. Maybe I won't have as nice a desk. Maybe my I won't have figured out how to manage my boss such that they leave me alone for most of the day. Maybe something might be complicated. Maybe I'm going to have to be forced to learn something or try something new or figure out how to manage things. Maybe. That uncertainty is what kills you. That uncertainty is what keeps you from doing amazing things. And you have to embrace this idea. If you don't embrace this idea, you are missing the biggest problem in recruiting. And that is you're trying to get other people who don't know you from Adam and hardly know your brand unless you're one or a handful of companies and have no sense of why they would ever work for you. And you provide them all this information about how amazing it is to work for you. You might refer to it as a job description and wonder why no one applies for that job uncertainty kills. It is clarity and certainty that is what you need to be embracing. You want to win the war for talent, so to speak. You want to attract better and more people to your job job openings. You want to find great talent. Focus on clarity and destroying uncertainty. Those two things are very related. Very related. Now, Let's uh, take time travel. Anybody remember when Uber started and the first time someone whipped out an Uber app and a car pulled up and you're like, what in the what is happening here? And they try to explain Uber to you. Now, if they were smart, they explain it this way or something to this effect. Yeah, this way anybody can be a cabbie. 
clear, simple, direct, to the point. Anybody can be a cabbie, thus allowing the person's mind to think. That means there's lots more cabs potentially available at any given time, which means it might be much easier to find a ride. Also, that app made them, that person just show up. I didn't have to hail somebody or hope that someone would eventually show up. Gosh, that's amazing. However, if they had tried to explain Uber thusly, well, it's an app. There's a driver's app and then there's a passenger app. And what happens is they try to provide some sort of matching system based on a mapping grid in which they establish that me requiring a ride, they look and they see within an X amount of distance who is available and they ping them and the first person to say, yes, I'll take that ride, will uh, take the ride and they show up and I have to get in their car and it's like blah, 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 blah. Too complicated too unclear, creating uncertainty. The person who heard that story of why Uber works has probably not yet tried an Uber. <laughs> or at least they're among those people who are still, you know, they're the people who recently um, validated that coupon and said, you get 20 bucks in free Uber if you just sign up. Like anybody hasn't signed up at this point, right? That's the power of clarity and certainty. You understand what that thing is. You go, got it, moving forward. You don't really understand if you just say, makes everybody a cabbie, you don't need to understand the application, the database, the mapping, the, 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 the complicated fun economics, maybe fun just to me, of supply and demand in terms of number of drivers and availability of resources and uh, surge pricing and all that complicated. That stuff is for later. That stuff you figure out as you go along. If you understand that it makes everybody a cabbie, you get it. You move forward. This is the same concept, the same reason why I think Bitcoin and blockchain is so complicated. Uh, another shout out to Hung Lee who keeps talking about blockchain, which I think he should, but I think he would agree the reason why HR isn't taking it even remotely seriously, or frankly, most companies aren't taking it seriously, is because they don't understand it. You ever listen to someone try to explain blockchain to you? Good Lord, even with a series of diagrams. It's a mess. It is a nightmare. I watched someone give a 20-minute lecture on what blockchain is to a bunch of HVAC warehouse distributing owners. It was brutal. It was brutal. These are lawyers explaining all the complicated blah, 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 and then it's a publicly, and then it's hashed, and then it gets attached and built into a block, a series of, 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 of transactions that you designate. It's turned into a block, and that block gets annotated to the chain, and blah, 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 and half the people are taking it, and half the people feel a little bit dumber in the process. And ultimately, they should say, look, you don't care why or how. What you need to know is this makes all this data publicly accessible, and secure. Wow, okay, now you can let your mind wander. Now you can start to, maybe you'll ask the question of how does it do that magically, but that's for later. Once you've given them the hook of oh, this is what it's all about, people get it. If you're trying to explain why someone should apply for one of your jobs, someone amazing who has that choice, you are fighting against certainty and, in, and uncertain, uh, sun, I'm sorry, in, uh, in, <laughs> clarity and uncertainty. I'm sorry, the coffee is delicious. It's from Peru today. I don't know if that matters to you. It's delicious. Um, you're fighting against uncertainty and you're fighting with clarity. And most of us are doing our level best to be as unclear as possible and, and, and removing as little uncertainty as possible. Job descriptions that come from books or come from other companies or third parties. Have you, you've, you've seen the part where you look at project managers or certain jobs and you look at them from completely different companies and the job descriptions are almost exactly the same somehow? How is that removing clarity? Why work for you when you, it's a generic job, right? 
The reason someone let's let's take let's take a your my one of my first jobs uh, working at a mall and selling sweaters. I won't say where, uh, but I could have sold at Chess King and yes, I'm old, or The Gap or Benetton or many other places. I was folding sweaters for God's sake. It was really a simple job. I ran the cash register. That was it. That's what I did. Sold, folded sweaters, ran the cash register. I couldn't even. I wasn't even able to do returns. Right? Manager has to come and do the returns. It's the simplest job in the world. The job description is fold sweaters, run cash register. That job is every job in a mall. It's almost every job in a mall. I could be selling uh, suitcases. I could have been selling socks. I could have been selling. Uh, these days, I could have been selling little. Uh, battery-operated drones in a kiosk somewhere. It's the same job. You fold the thing, you sell the thing. It's really not that hard. You don't even have to push. You don't even have to kind of learn how to sell to somebody. You just have to manage the process. Just be a body that can count. Simple as that. Know that green looks like green and match those sweaters up. Put the green sweater on the green pile. Put them in order of size. How hard is that? Any idiot could literally do that, right? And yet somehow I chose a job. And somehow people choose those jobs. Why would I go to The Gap when I could go to Benetton? Why would I go to Benetton when I could go to Chess King? Why I go to Chess King when I could go to Macy's? If it's all the same job, why? If you're picking your job descriptions from a book, if you're stealing bullet points from other people's job descriptions from other companies, why? You have effectively said, I don't want anybody who understands what they want to work here, right? You said, I've abdicated any kind of sense of why anyone would ever choose here. I've abdicated any reason, any, any possible opportunity to remove uncertainty and said, I'm just going to play follow the leader. And as you all know, as your loyal listeners know, the concept of follow the leader is anathema to everything we should be doing. And yet somehow, it's like 90% of what we end up doing. If you play follow the leader, you're going to stay behind the leader, always. You have to learn how to do your own stuff. And the first thing to do is figure out where are you unclear? Where are you uncertain? If someone's choosing a job, and I don't care if they're moving across the street from one company to another, that's so much change. New boss, new lunch place, new coffee, new desk, new chair, new computer, new software, new systems, new processes, new managers, new politics, new structures, new organizations keep going. It's so much new. It doesn't matter if it's across the street or across town or across the country or across the globe. It doesn't matter. Any move creates uncertainty. Your job is to destroy uncertainty. Now, it starts with a job description, but it does not end with a job description. Yes, that job description should accurately capture what the hell it is this job is going to do all day. And then you should capture the reason why you're different from another company, meaningfully, authentically, honestly, realistically. Then what are the other things people are uncertain about? Well, are they uncertain about the onboarding? Are they uncertain about the interview process? Are they uncertain about the boss? Are they uncertain about the structure? Are they uncertain about the future of the company? Right? What if this is a company that has had a slow and steady stock decline? I look at GE, who, by the way, unreal good, get nothing but amazing press for the amazing work they're doing on our employer brand side of the model. Have you seen their stock price? Yowzers. You got to wonder, are they getting sold? they getting bought? They've fallen apart? Somebody come and buy them for pieces? Yeah, they're doing great work telling people why they should apply. That it's an amazing place to work. But then you take one second look at that stock price and you go, maybe that's not even going to be a company in a year. Why would I invest in that when I'm just, when, I'm, when my whole life is about removing uncertainty and I'm working for a company that might implode in the next year? It might not. What do I know? But the stock price doesn't look good. 
right? I'm not going to pick a company that I think might implode, that has a good statistical chance of being bought or sold or broken up or whatever in the next year. I'm choosing a job to make my life better, not to add more uncertainty. What else could people be uncertain about? Here's the thing that makes me crazy. When you put a job out, and this is a true story, I, in my last job, and I will not name names, uh, in my last job I was hiring a bunch of younger people, entry-level content marketing type people. And I wanted to put my LinkedIn profile in the job description, in the job posting. Not in the HR job description, but in the here's what's going to go on Indeed and here's what's going to go on LinkedIn job posting, right? The marketing aspect of it. Why? What was my rationale? It's simple. You've heard the Marcus Buckingham data that says people don't leave company, they leave managers. Well, then hell, here's me. Maybe you will like me. Maybe you won't. Maybe you will read my LinkedIn description and you'll say, oh, look, here's some recommendations from people who worked for him. I'm going to get straight from the horse's mouth what people think about him. Wouldn't you be more inclined to apply for a job if you could see who the hiring managers and the, your new boss's LinkedIn profile was, including recommendations from people who work for him or her? Wouldn't you be? Wouldn't you that be so much more? It's like, oh, I'm not throwing a, a wreck into a black hole. I'm not just kind of going, hey, I guess so. I don't know much about this company or, or you know, the, the, the realistic model, which is I'll figure it out in the interview process. What if you knew all that stuff walking in? What if a company was able to say, here's the boss who's doing the hiring, here's the recruiter who's doing the, the managing the process, here's everyone you will likely interview, here's their LinkedIn profile, here's a story, here's a quick video, here's who we are. By the way, one of them is going to give a five-minute walking video tour of the office from the front door to your desk. And they're in the process, they're going to introduce you to people and talk a bit about why they need somebody to fill this role and what that role is going to be. Every element that I just listed is a means to destroying uncertainty. And the best part of destroying uncertainty is even if you're not destroying all uncertainty, as a company, if you are showing that you were interested in removing as much uncertainty as possible, talent goes, you actually give a rat's ass. You actually care. You actually know that this process is terrifying to some extent, even for people who are good at it, even for people who don't, like, don't mind doing it, or people like me who actually like writing resumes and actually like going on interviews, because I'm a weirdo, as you all know by now. It's still fraught with uncertainty. If I have a job and I'm interviewing a place, even if I ask a lot of questions, even if I get what feel like solid, authentic answers, you're asking me to make a choice between the thing I know and the thing I really, truly don't know. And nine times out of ten, I'm going to pick the thing I know, just like you would. And I'm fairly risk non-averse. I'm fairly comfortable with risk. I'm fairly comfortable with change, all things considered. And even I'm a little kind of like, well, you know, I don't. what do I really know about this company? What do I really know about this boss? What do I really know about this job? What do I really know about the future of this organization? And that uncertainty is what keeps us from doing amazing work. Well, I, maybe that's not true. What keeps us from doing amazing work is our ability to ignore the uncertainty. To say, look, all our c competition is doing X. They're just writing job descriptions that were pulled out of books, and they're putting on a career site that has very little information, and they never reveal anything because, God forbid, I'll do the same thing. You'll, I'll play follow the leader. That, that doesn't get you anywhere. You're not doing your best work. You're not thinking. Put yourself in a candidate's shoes. Hell, go interview. Go interview someplace else. Tell your boss, 
you know, be above board about it. Say, look, I want to kind of remind myself what it's like to be in in a candidate's shoes. Go apply for a job. And then really ask yourself, what questions do you ask in the interview? What did you do in the process of looking for this, at this job? Did you go to Glassdoor? Did you go to Google? Did you go to Indeed? Did, what did you do? Who did you look at? What did you read? What did you, what did you wanna know? Take all that list of questions and write down the answer to it for every single job rec you have. I didn't say this was easy. And you are going to be head and shoulders above everyone else in your competition set. Not even close, not even close. You are going to be setting yourself up to so much success, you won't even believe it because you'll be destroying and eliminating uncertainty. That is really our job. Whether you call it employer brand or talent brand, or recruitment marketing or recruiters, doesn't matter. Your job, really, when you boil it right down to it, is to destroy as much uncertainty as possible. You want to make things so crystal clear as to why someone should be here what they're going to see, what they're going to face, what they're going to be up against, the good and the bad. Hey, this is a highly comp competitive model, highly competitive uh, ecosystem. We work really fucking hard and we work really fucking fast. That's what we do. Or, hey, look, yeah, we're trying to cure cancer, but you know, you don't do that in a hurry. You do that methodically, directly, step by step. Those are all true things. Project that about yourself. Be as crystal clear as humanly possible because that's all that candidates want. And trust me, it is the rarest of currencies. Clarity is unbelievably rare in our business. We obfuscate. We spin. We try to find the right word that puts us in the right possible position. Don't tell me you don't. You do. So do I. And when we do not deliver clarity, the candidate does not deliver to us. It's simple as that. Our job should be weighted and measured in how clear we are in destroying uncertainty. That's the gig. All right? I think that's all I had. Have a great Christmas if you're a Christmas type person. Have an amazing, I hope you had an amazing Hanukkah if you're a Hanukkah type person. If uh, you're something else, I hope you're having a great end of December and a new year and all that good stuff. I don't think we have too many. I don't think I have any Chinese listeners, so I can't say have a happy Chinese New Year in a couple of months or weeks or whatever it is. So I'm assuming most people who are listening are going to have a New Year very shortly. So uh, again, publishing every Monday, so don't worry. We'll have something on Monday. Uh, don't know what it's going to be just yet, but thanks so much for listening. I appreciate it. As always, give us a review on iTunes and Google Play. Feel free to bug me on Twitter, at uh, the War for Talent, uh, or you know wherever you can find me. You know, I'm, I'm pretty pretty available. So thanks so much for listening. I will see you next week. Have a great week. Bye. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain -brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.